Welcome to the Let's Talk Sciences Declassified STEM Survival Guide podcast. My name is Audrey. And my name is Ramir. And the goal of this podcast is to talk about the possible career paths one can take in the field of STEM and the challenges one may face in navigating the STEM world. All right, so I'd like to welcome everybody to the third episode of our six-part series, the Meds Survival Guide series. In this episode, we will be uh, talking about what it's like to be a first-year medical student. Uh, So just a disclaimer, the experiences of our guests today are not a reflection of all medical students who get into med school. Everyone has different experiences, and it doesn't mean that you have to follow the exact path our guests took to get accepted into med school. And if you're thinking about applying to the College of Medicine at the University of Manitoba, we did link the uh, program admission requirements bulletin in the description of this episode for your reference for a more thorough explanation from the College of Medicine at the U of M. So our guests today include first-year med students from the College of Medicine at the Radio Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba, Kevin Stein and Julian Bertignac. Kevin completed his Bachelor of Science General Degree at the U of M in 2019 and is currently in his uh, first year of medical school. He has been a Let's Talk Science volunteer since September 2020. And Julian is a first year medical student at the U of M and finished his Bachelor of Science degree also from the U of M in 2020. And he has also uh, been a Let's Talk Science volunteer uh, starting this school year. So welcome, uh, Julian and Kevin. Thank you guys for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good too. Awesome. Good, good. So I just like to start. So Kevin, you like to play uh, soccer. Did you play in any leagues when you were younger? Uh, yeah, when I was younger, I played a lot. Um, like Not super competitively, but somewhat. And I try to keep it part of my life still. Of course, now with COVID, not happening, but once COVID gets a little bit more on the down, then I'll try to get back into it. Yeah, it's tough to uh, the COVID thing. <laughs> I think you should. And um, for Julian, for yourself, uh, you, I heard you, you coach, you head coach youth teams for basketball. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, growing up, I was always pretty involved in basketball, playing on like competitive and school teams. And then um, once I sort of finished that, I decided I wanted to get back a bit and start coaching. So I was coaching uh, at the community club level for some 18U teams for a couple of years. And before that, some younger kids uh, didn't get to do it last year, but I'm hoping once uh, we're back at it, then I'll be coaching again. Wow, wow. Were you like a point guard? Because you do need that you know, basketball <laughs> IQ, right, to be a coach. Like usually Jason Kidd in the NBA because he's a point guard. Yeah. Uh, did you play? Can't, can't say I was a point guard. A little too tall for that. Um, but I was more of the center. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, that's fair. More, more of a Shaq type, I'd say. Shaq. <laughs> Is that is it the same with the free throws or what? You know what? <laughs> you know, it was on and off. The free throws were were okay. A little okay. better than Shaq. Okay, that's good. As long as you know, because you need to make those guys for the high school students that's listening who play basketball. You need to make your free throws. All right. So, in addition to your interest in sports, from the title of this episode, you and you know, as we know, both of you guys are first year. Uh, 
med students, right? So our questions are going to be regarding that. So mm-hmm. the first question. So how did it feel attending your first class as a medical student? Was it exciting, nerve wracking? I woke up like two minutes before the class. I just got up. Because it was with COVID, you know, everything's online. <laughs> yeah. Anticlimactic, but. Um, yeah, I would say the same. It was, I was definitely a bit nervous, but I was excited. It was like a new chapter. Wasn't exactly sure what to expect, but it's just the same as any normal class. So I was looking forward to it. Great. So, um, so what, what or who inspired you to pursue a career in medicine? Um, for me, um, my biggest inspiration was probably uh, my mom. Uh, she was a pharmacist, and growing up, I spent a lot of time in the pharmacy and sort of around that type of thing. And I really liked the patient care aspect, and that made me really want to be interested in healthcare as a career. And as I sort of looked at the different healthcare fields, I found that I really liked the some of the aspects of medicine, like the leadership role and patient care interactions and that. And uh, then I sort of set my sights on that and it's been all good from there. Yeah, for me, it was um, like when I was younger, I heard a lot of people in my community like suffering from like neurodegenerative diseases. And I like, like heard of like the huge impact that had on the patients and their families. And I knew from like a pretty young age that I kind of wanted to help those kind of people. And then that kind of led me into the direction of medicine. Oh, interesting. For sure. I think that's a big um, part for most medical, at least from the people that I know. Um, pretty similar, right? They see that something's going on and they want to do something about it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really good to, to hear. Uh, but I'd just like to discuss, now that you're in your first year, and unfortunately, it's during a pandemic. But what can you say about the difference between, uh, you know, you, you academically, the difference between first year undergrad and now uh, as your first year med, med school? Well, you're not gunning for the 100% anymore because um, like med school is pass or fail. So you're not like trying to like get a hundred percent on everything like you were in undergrad for like uh, getting into med school. A little bit less stress in that aspect. Yeah. Um, obviously, the workload is increased. Um, the stuff we do is pretty accelerated and uh, very in depth. I find uh, the biggest change, in my opinion, was like the sort of layout of how they run the courses. So instead of having like four or five concurrent courses through a term. We'll do different modules. So we'll do like two to six weeks of a certain topic. You'll do your midterm and your final exam in those two to six weeks, and then you'll move on to the next uh, like block. And so it's nice that way that you focus on one thing, but uh, it moves very quickly. Okay, that, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. It, I didn't know that it was a pass or fail actually, but that, that, is defin- that does seem like pretty good because like you said you don't really need to get the highest marks you just need to pass what what is the passing grade i think it's 60 right yeah it's 60 percent okay 
so I I mentioned earlier that uh, we're we're in the middle of the pandemic, and you know obviously it comes with struggles and maybe some benefits. I don't know. I feel like m- more struggles for me because I don't know when I when I'm at home I just feel really lazy. Or maybe that's just me as a person. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but from your own perspective, what are the challenges of being a first-year med student during a pandemic? Especially, you know, it's yeah, it's it it would have been. I guess it would would have been a completely different experience if it, it wasn't a pandemic, right? So, what can you talk uh, say about that? Yeah. Um... That's a good question. Uh, I think this one thing that I think most people nowadays, students, like likewise, are experiencing sort of a difficulty of motivation. I'm definitely definitely feeling that sometimes being at home all day on Zoom, sort of nine to five Zoom, and then you got to stay at the desk and keep uh, studying afterwards. It's a little bit of a grind. But uh, I think the biggest thing that I was a little disappointed about was not being to meet my classmates as much as I want to. We have a lot of social events over Zoom and we really try to connect during like in-person labs, but it's not as much as it would have been. And it would have been, it'll be nice next year, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think Julian hit both the major points. Like I can't really think of any other major challenges. Yeah, you're right. Pretty common stuff. And I would agree to, even if um, I've had experience with you know, university before COVID and after COVID, and I know some of the you know high school students may be transitioning into first year university and they wouldn't get the same experience as I had. But definitely, you know, it's, it's only going to get better from here. So hopefully, like you said, next, next year it will be. I think they're planning to do some in, uh, on-campus co- courses now, I think, in the fall. Yeah, for, for you setting it up uh, so that small classes will be able to run. Um, they sort of haven't told us what the plan is for next year with regards to our faculty, but I'm hoping for more in-person stuff. Yeah, I think I just had an email uh, from the university, I think, that some classes, like the smaller classes, they're allowing to be in-person. So I think that's that's good to hear, but I'm still kind of scared. But uh, what would you say are some of the benefits of you know everything is virtual? You save commute time. That's a big one. True. And you don't need to go outside when it's like negative forty. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And a snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. And you're late for both of your classes, and those are the only two classes you had that day, so you went to school for no reason. This is what happened to me. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm venting. What about yourself, yeah. Uh, Julian? Yeah, absolutely the commute time. I live pretty far from the Bannatyn campus, so um, it's nice in that respect that we can go on Zoom sort of, and uh, you know, watch our lectures from home. It, it is a lot different than in-person learning, but yeah, time-wise, it does help. Absolutely. Uh, but do you have labs still? Uh, and is it in person? Like, are you still able to go on campus for some aspects of, of first-year med? Yeah, we do have um, in-person labs. So we have our gross anatomy labs. So that will be looking at, like, cadaveric specimens. Um, and we also have our clinical skills. So that's where we learn, like, our 
in-person like physical exams. And those will have maybe once or twice, three times a week, depends on the week, but um, we're in there a couple times a week. But those are usually like smaller groups. It's not like everyone at the same time. Interesting. So what are some of the things you have done in the lab thus far? We don't actually get to do much. <laughs> Mainly watch. I thought we were going to get to dissect and stuff, but no. Okay, we do do some stuff. <laughs> we're, looking through, we're looking at the cadavers. We're, we're um, interacting with them, learning. Uh -huh. And, you know, we're, we're, um, for the most part, we're not actually physically cutting or taking stuff out of um, the specimens, but we are, <laughs> we look at the stuff and it, I do find them helpful for anatomy. Um, and then clinical skills is really nice too. It's, um, there'll be a physician who comes in with your small group and um, they'll learn a specific exam, like a respiratory exam or a cardiovascular exam. Um, yeah, it's nice. What was it like seeing, like, was that like the first time you've seen a cadaver during that lab? Um, for me, it was, yeah. And it was uh, a bit like the first time it was a bit, shocking and like felt a bit uneasy but you pretty quickly adjust and it seems pretty normal after uh and you get used to it except for the smell oh yeah <laughs> i'm not sure what kevin thought yeah same thing kind of weird at first but i agree like you get used to it after a while I yeah, like, like, I mean, you have to rate because yeah, <laughs> you've been doing that for a while. So. You for a while, yeah. <laughs> so well, you'd be alive at that point, still. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. So thus far, has the program been what you imagined it to be in terms of the workload and the amount of hours you have to put in to keep up with the program? Yeah, I think it's pretty much what I expected, but. Kind of depends what on the person because since you just need to pass, like some people will just, of course, like just aim to pass. And then, of course, you don't need to do as much as a person who wants to like know everything cold. Right? So I think you have more flexibility of how much effort you put in. Yeah, the workload has been pretty much what I expected. It's a lot of work, um, but the content is super interesting. Uh, varying degrees of difficulty, of course. Um, but the one thing that I didn't really expect was like just the sheer amount of extracurriculars and like different events that you can attend that are put on that like, it's overwhelming. There's no way to participate in every, there's interest groups, events, there's like different nights, talks, every, like almost every night there's something going on over Zoom right now, but there's so many things to get involved with. And yeah, it's a lot. That's nice though, that there's like a lot of options to meet people and learn more outside of like school hours. At the beginning, you feel like compelled to like go to every single one, but then after <laughs> you just give up. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some examples of organizations that med students can take part in? Um, so pretty much each specialty, um, like a medical specialty will have a different interest group and those are run by the med ones and med twos, and they'll put on periodic events during the year. Uh, 
I went to like a couple of weeks ago, I went to like a naloxone training by the addictions interest group. There's like suturing stuff. There's talks with cardiologists. There's about everything you could think about. Uh, yeah. And I find them all really helpful. Just can't go to everyone because I would have no time to do other things in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then outside of interest groups, you can also be like involved in student council and uh, MMSA, which is like our kind of like AMSU for us. Well, sort of. Uh, you can also do like research and there's a lot of things you can get involved with. And that's top science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what is that? What is that? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's, that's really good to, to know, right? And you get the opportunity to gain experience, right? And meet new people. So that's always good. Um, but moving on to the next question. Uh, a student, grade 11 student uh, from Daniel McIntyre Collegiate. Uh, welcome back, Ray Lee Torino, once again, uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, would like to ask, what do you do or learn during the first year of med school? Um, well, first year is mainly physiology-based. So we like learn like what the uh, body does in its normal state. And then the second year, we'll move on to more pathology and the disease states. So it's mainly theory. And then the third and fourth year, we go into more practical stuff and you're mainly in the hospital yeah um exactly what kevin said uh we have our modular courses which are will be like cardiovascular urinary tract neurosciences that stuff and then throughout the year we also have our longitudinal courses that we're going through and that'll be uh like indigenous health clinical skills so hands-on work um clinical reasoning so um like working your way through a diagnosis and they're, they're very interesting as well. And a couple others that I haven't mentioned. And there's probably a lot, a lot, right? Cause I mean, it's med school, right? So <laughs> there must be a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like a, a pretty common thought that most, you know, people who look at med school think. Um, and just to touch more on that, how would you say the workload differs now that you're in first year med? Um, how does it differ from first year uh, university and also say junior or senior year, year of high school? Um, personally for yourself, for yourselves, uh, how did you kind of adjust your, your mindset towards, you know, how to go through academics um, in all of those levels in your life's life? For sure. Um, personally, I was pretty, I had poor study habits and I wasn't a great student in high school, uh, but I picked it up in undergrad. Uh, I think in high school, I sort of didn't do much during the year. And then before the exam, I would cram it all into my brain. And it worked to various degrees of success, of course. <laughs> it wasn't very consistent. Uh, in undergrad, then I would cover the courses a little more. I would I was following along and I would review the notes after class and sort of in the evenings pretty much consistently study every day. And then now um, I find it's very important to at least review stuff afterwards and make sure you're understanding so that you can like, ask classmates or ask professors if you don't understand something. Uh, yeah, I found that um, like high school and even undergrad actually for depending on the class, you, you could get away with procrastinating sometimes. 
Um, like, of course, it would pile up, but it wouldn't pile up as much as it is in med school. Like, I feel like in med school, like, sometimes I like, take two days off and then, like, just, like, so just show after that is, like, and then, like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, so I think the big thing is that you have to be more on top of your schedule in med school, but it, I guess it depends on the person and, like, what kind of, what your strengths are and stuff like that. But absolutely, right? Um major differences i think personally for me too i'm kind of similar to you julian um it's kind of it picks up the the longer uh, i study right and it's true that high school doesn't really teach you how to study right like if you look at it from manitoba at least or from my experience from my high school you know they give you everything right they're like babysitting you and they give you a bunch of practice quizzes right and then when they accommodate you as much as they can. Um, but in university, I find that, you know, it's true that like you got to seek your own and you got to help yourself. You got to start helping yourself. So. Yeah, for sure. My study habits were pretty poor and they, like I really worked on that hard in university. And I think it's helpful to, at least for kids entering university, really think about how you're studying and like what the most efficient way you can get stuff done. And so you can have time to do other stuff so that you're not spending like five hours on a thing when you could actively study for an hour or two. Yeah. I think Ramir mentioned, I think on our previous episode, like you should study smart or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I mentioned in the first, was it the first, first episode? Yeah. Um, this guy named Marty Lobdell, I believe that was his name. Um, and he, he made a lecture about studying, studying less and study smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I think that's a part of it too. It's better to, study consistently every day for even just two hours right instead of you know one one whole day and you're spending like six seven hours uh studying for for just one course because you haven't caught up right and then you also have these other courses that you also have to study for so just be consistent guys right Mm -hmm. so that being said what has been the most challenging part of being a first year med student this far and what has been your favorite part um i could go first uh probably the most challenging part for me has been we have like oskis which are like they're called objective structured clinical exams and so they're in-person uh exams on you performing like physical procedures and so it's really nice and it's super interesting and to be able to practice that. But with COVID, we haven't gotten and we don't have the opportunity to practice these skills as much as we otherwise would have been in person. So it's a bit difficult to have to sort of do a lot of the clinical skills, learning more or less at home and practicing on my family and whatnot. Um, whereas rather, I think in normal years, there's a lot of like help working on classmates and a lot more hands-on stuff. Uh, so that's been a bit difficult. Uh, my favorite part, I would say I re- I'm really enjoying clinical reasoning. That's probably one of my more favorite uh, classes we have. And that, that one focuses on we'll get a case and you work through different parts of the case and you make a di- diagnosis and you work with like the physician who's leading your tutorial in small groups. And then you'll get different information and you can order, you can pretend to order tests and sort of try and come to diagnosis as a small group. And it's really nice to apply what we've been learning in our modular courses to the more 
overarching clinical reasoning tutorials. Yeah, I agree with Julian. Like those two classes, like clinical skills is probably the most difficult for most people. And clinical reasoning, I think, is pretty unanimous as best class. Um, other than that, like one thing I find as a first year is that kind of weird that like, cause you like don't know anything almost like compared to like other people. So like when you're shadowing and stuff like that, you kind of feel useless and you're kind of like awkwardly just following around, but you just, you can't do anything. You're just like a drag kind of, but. <laughs> yeah, I've found, um, yeah, shadowing has been pretty interesting and just to see how much I know and it's cool to see stuff like, oh, I just learned about that last week. And then also to see how much like I really don't know. Right. And I think that's the same for university too, for myself. Like I'm learning just, uh, I just, I'm just, I just took physiology uh, this past semester. And it's pretty interesting. Every single time that I, I see someone like smoking on the street or something, I'm like, oh, higher risk of COPD. Um, <laughs> right. Or is something like that. Right. Like, I just, and then that's how I study, you know, sometimes low key. I'm like, hmm what's going on in, in their body right now. But yeah, absolutely. Seeing it in a lab is pretty interesting. But um, I'd like to move on to, um, personally for you guys, as students, uh, you know, and I would assume that as a lot of people would, you know, my, med school is pretty tough and it's not even just an assumption, right? It is tough, right? Uh, and there's stresses that are brought with this, you know, field of profession and how do you take care of yourself physically or mental and mentally uh despite you know having all of these stresses and things that you worry about um like for me i try to work out that's always a nice stress reliever um i don't really know what else i do these days <laughs> COVID, there's not much to do. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Um, just trying to hang out with my family um, as much as I can. Uh, connecting with my friends, not in person these days, mostly like over games, online games and whatnot. Um, seeing my girlfriend, shout out. Kenzie. Um, <laughs> Shout out Kenzie. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> uh, and like, yeah, I, I've, since the gym has been opened, I've been trying to go to there a, a couple times a week and it's been okay. Uh, I've fallen off a bit, but there's a lot of different supports as well, um, like mental health supports that are associated with our faculty and they're widely available. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I, I definitely can feel you with the falling off you know, because I definitely have been falling off. I can barely lift, like, the bar itself in the gym now. Actually, no, you know what? With 10 pounds on the thing, but that's my PR at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah. You I think Kevin that. can bench 225, so, like, mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. He's like, he's like hum humbling himself, amazing. <laughs> Not saying anything. All right, Kevin. <laughs> you mentioned video games. Our team, our LTS team, we played um, Among Us. Remember me? <laughs> yes, I do remember. 
It kept um, being the imposter every I, time. I, I don't think it was good for my mental health because, you know, I feel like there was some favoritism going on and I couldn't win. All right. But <laughs> I mean, that just shows that you're not a very good liar. So really That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what do you wish to specialize in after you graduate from high school? Uh, from med school? Uh I have been researching stuff, you know, shadowing as much as I can and sort of continually assessing. I'm pretty open to a lot of specialties. Uh, I think throughout your first year, at least my approach is to think of some of the specialties where I'm probably couldn't see myself doing as much as I could. So one of the things that I personally have wanted to prioritize is like a lot of patient care and sort of patient interactions. And so that means I'm probably leading toward away from like pathology and radiology and those types of specialties. But other than that, I'm really, um, I still want to get some more experience and like hands-on experience before I really set my sights on a specific specialty. Um, yeah, for me, just because like the reason like I went into med school was I was into like neurodegenerative diseases and movement disorders. So I'm kind of more in the aiming for neurosurgery or neurology just because of my interests. But a lot of people change their minds to med school, so that might happen. Yeah, I think we heard a couple of days ago that about half of um, people decide what specialty they're going into, like in clerkship, so in their third and fourth year. So I'd say right now at least, I, I would say the majority of people are still pretty open to what they want to do and they're still trying to feel it out. Yeah, uh, and uh, for the neurology, from what I heard, is that like what the, the toughest uh, specialty? What do you think? Wait, do you guys have neurology right now, right? For first year? It's like it's how, part of your course? Or? Yeah, yeah we, we, we do course. have a neuroscience block. Um. Yeah, how, how hard is that? <laughs> this is just I, for me because I'm I'm interested. <laughs> I found the neuroscience block to be one of um, actually the easier blocks personally, especially coming off of what I considered the hardest, which was cardiovascular and respiratory. I found that one pretty tough, and then we had neuroscience, and it seemed really nice in comparison, um, and it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, I'm not sure what Kevin thought. Yeah, I think, first of all, the class was very well um, structured. And then also, it, I think it depends on your interests. So, like, for me, like, neuroscience is my favorite. So, like, for me, it wasn't even tough studying for it because it was, like, enjoyable. But then stuff like hematology, they didn't like that so much. And for me, that was really difficult. So, I think it depends how much you're interested in the topic. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Then I'm going to try to explore my own options about that too. Um, but moving on to the next question now, uh, what three, who are three people that have been the most influential in your life? Uh, and not even just the ones that pushed you to go to med school, just in general, people who are influ influential to you. It's a tough question. Should this be a name cat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, um, I'd say growing up, 
and can still um some of my biggest supports were always my family so uh my first two have to be my mom and my dad uh both pushed me in different ways my mom really helped me sort of open my eyes to healthcare, and my my dad sort of is there to support me no matter what and it's been great um and then my aunt i have a bunch of them but and my, one of my aunts has been just incredible support as well throughout the whole process and um very helpful family members yeah i'm gonna have to copy julian Hopefully my parents for sure that's one and two and then um i think mentors are a big thing especially in med school i feel like um everyone in med school should try to find someone that can mentor them because uh especially for a field like medicine where there's so many things going on it's kind of good to have someone that can give you advice and kind of steer you in the right direction i think my mentor helped me out a lot in like getting into med school and even after now and i think um we mentioned in our previous podcast series also the importance of getting a mentor, right? Because um, there's some stuff that you don't know and your mentor might know. And obviously your mentor will have more things to know. So it's always good to have that information, right? So what about, let's make it interesting. Like if your life was a movie, like what movie would it be? So I guess what's your favorite movie of all time then? that resonates with you um well my favorite movie is probably the social network um i don't know if you guys have seen it i've seen that one about mark zuckerberg and how uh he sort of made facebook i don't think that would be the movie i like because he's mark zuckerberg is not the most agreeable person in that movie it kind of screws over his friend but uh great movie Suggest you all no spoilers, it. no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, good soundtrack. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's my favorite movie. I watch a lot of those. Too many during quarantine, but you know, yeah. I don't know if I've seen myself too much in any movies. Probably wouldn't be the most interesting movie if I did see myself in it. Yeah, my favorite movies are on Batman Dark Knight. And Inception, if you guys know that one? Yes, yes. I kind of resonate with that one because it's about dreams and I daydream all the time, so. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Is that how you you got into myth? You just like daydream like... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I think... So we do this um, new thing where we do rapid fire questions. That we just started this morning that we just not actually just right now like we just finished writing it down so, oh yeah i did i just thought of yeah. four questions <laughs> so we're just gonna ask you a bunch of questions and i guess uh we can start with kevin and then julian can answer next but it's just short answer questions um but you can go in as much detail in it as you want but yes yeah, just rapid fire just easy questions and general questions so you guys, you guys ready? That's not testing yeah. medical knowledge, is it? No, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's very general. <laughs> yeah, because uh, now nah, you, you guys studied for this or what? Are you? Hi, no, it's, it's just general. Just general. <laughs> it's general. All right, Ramir, you want to start? Okay, I got. It. So, first question: If you weren't in medicine, where would you be? 
Um, trying to get into medicine. <laughs> what other okay. profession would you be in? <laughs> I guess just keep trying then. Yeah, keep trying, but maybe engineering. Interesting. Yeah, I like the problem-solving aspect of it. What about you, Julie? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I would be trying to get into a different healthcare field for sure. Um, physician's assistant, pharmacy, something along those lines. But medicine was always far and away my number one option. Awesome. All right. Next All right. one is, what is one word that describes your first year in med thus far? Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um exciting i have to say exciting, exciting? Uh, yeah yeah it's just a bunch of new experiences every something like new every day so it's interesting oh that's great to hear definitely right. a lot of zoom though i gotta say <laughs> yeah i guess every student oh is that's a good one all right yeah. next one what is your motto You go first, man. Oh, okay. Um, what is my motto? Um, just like try your best. <laughs> just keep 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 at it. Like don't don't um, yeah don't give up. That's what I try to do. I don't say it's my motto, but that's <laughs> definitely one of my goals. Um, you can always sleep later. <laughs> Well, I'll just say the same thing as Julian, like, yeah, never give up. If you have a dream, just go for it. Yeah. Good your first, your first one was good, too. Maybe. Yeah, no but, professional but program sleep. will be easy to get into. So, yeah. like, just keep going for it. Even if you, you keep, like, you don't get in, you just got to keep trying. Yeah, like, if you can't see yourself doing anything other than medicine, like, you'll eventually get in. It's just a term matter of like how long you're willing to wait for. Yeah. Like there's students in our class who have gotten in their first try and they're 20 years old. And there's students who are at a different stage in their lives who are older, who have applied many times and, you know, every one of them is going to be doctor, right? They're in the same spot now. But if I may share, uh, motto I like to go by is um, there's beauty in the struggle and ugliness in the success. Think about that. Like most, high, nice. most high school students would know where this is from, but that's my <laughs> word. All right, next. Another good one is um, you don't have to be the best as long as you're doing your best. I said good one. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. What is the soundtrack of your life? So if you were to choose a song <laughs> that describes who you are. You, you go first, Kevin. I need like 10 minutes to think about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, maybe I can share mine. Soundtrack, or maybe this is biased because... Uh, so, okay, I'm going to give it away. Where that motto is from, it's a song by uh, J. Cole. He's a rapper. Uh, and it's called Love Yours. It's from his album, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. I think his most successful album out of all his, his albums. So that is 
my soundtrack. Oh, actually, no. There's another one song by his. It's called The Sideline Story. So it's basically about him being an underdog and then he's being slept on by everybody and then how he came up and then now all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, he's so big now, right? And then I'm a fan now, but then before they were like, "Mm, I don't like this guy. So I would say that's my soundtrack. Is it bad that I haven't heard of this guy? Actually, no, no, not at all. Because he's you know he's he's, he's, he's being slept on, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's really good though. He's um he's kind of like an old school, you know, less modern. You know how some rappers nowadays are like you don't understand what they're saying. He's more mumble of a rap. yeah mumble rap, you know. So yeah. he's more of a classic, you know, old school type flow. So yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, it's a good question. <laughs> but my soundtrack to my life. I don't know. One song I've been listening to a lot recently is like wait for the moment by Wolfpack. It's one of my favorite songs. And Wolfpack. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. I don't know. Maybe that one. Interesting. Um, I'll go with the funeral by band of horses. <laughs> what is that about? What is that one about? I don't even know what the song is about. I'm trying to analyze it, but I've listened to it like thousands of times. I don't know what it's about exactly. Maybe that's what it is. It's just there's so many perspectives that could go into it, right? There's right. no one way of thinking about it. And that's kind of your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you think about that it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what you were thinking, right? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say like my my soundtrack would be, have any of you watched The Theory of Everything? No, oh, so, I heard about it. Heard it. Yeah, it's watch a, list. yeah, it's like um, like the story of uh, Stephen Hawking. That soundtrack. It was at the end of the movie. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, that song. It was "Arrival of the Birds" by Cinematic Orchestra, and it's like no words. It's just like like an orchestra playing, and so it's just the feeling. Um, it, it doesn't even have to just. You don't even have to have lyrics to it. So. Describe the feeling and how it resonates with you. Um, I guess life is, I guess, fleeting. Sort of that. Also, the strings, when the strings hit, it's like, oh, my God. It's, it makes you cry every time when I listen to it. You should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Strings, man. Strings. It's just like. And when it adds and like that, oomph, you know? Yeah, don't. Yeah. All right. All right. So thank you guys for participating in our rapid fire segment. Um, that was very last minute. Um, yeah. So our last question uh, is, our listeners are you know, high school students. Some are like in the beginning of, our, of their university um, journey. Um, what advice can you give to these students who may be interested in medicine or healthcare or it doesn't even have to be healthcare, um, who are trying to stay motivated um, and not give up on their dreams. What advice can you give to them? Yeah. Um, one thing I would say to people who are sort of thinking about pursuing a career in medicine, especially as, health, as high school students, is to like get involved. And that means just send email to like a physician who you know, or that you don't know, and they'll probably 
say yes and like ask them to shadow they'll probably say yes go experience what it's like to be a physician and see if you like it if you don't like it and like if you do like it that can help motivate you and like get involved in other things get involved and for me it was basketball a lot of coaching and helping out with that but other things it shows it, it helps you out and it also like helps you in the application process showing diversity of the applicants showing you in, have interests and you're involved in the community and then just keep studying hard um you know yeah if it takes you one time or 10 times as long just try your best to get in and it doesn't matter how long it takes if you want it then you'll probably get it yeah um i would say like the first thing you should like really think about why you want to do medicine and like how much you want it um because medicine is like one of those fields where you never stop learning kind of like the education never ends and so like if you don't really enjoy the stuff and like um, learning about diseases and stuff like that it can be a very tough thing to go through and even being doctor at the end is kind of tough if you don't enjoy it so make sure that you really want to do it for the right reasons um and then if you do and you really can't see yourself doing anything else and just keep going and then you'll eventually get in if you put in your all and don't give up that's uh, really great advice yeah um Ramir, do you have anything to add? Oh, oh, you put me in the spot now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, and like I said, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. That's also one of the quotes from that same song. Um, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Right. And it's called love yours because, you know, there's way too many things going on around you. Right. But all of that is just noise. All right, it's just noise. And at the end of the day, it's not going to affect you as much unless you let it, right? But what you got to make sure is to love yours first. So that's the point of the song, I think. And that's why I stand by it because it's definitely true. And a lot of people, um, especially in this field, I think I hear a lot of people comparing, like myself included, I compare myself to other students. Am I competitive enough? Am I worth you know, as much as they are, or in my, are my experiences, you know, you know, as good as theirs. I don't think, you know, that matters. I don't think if your, if yours is better than theirs matters. What matters is that you have it, right? You have the experiences and you have, you know, and you're, you're actually in it. You're, you're, you're studying and you have the opportunity got to love yours first. That's, whew, Great that's, advice. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I mean, like, um, as I said, uh, you don't have to be the best. Just be your best. Your best version of yourself. So um, I hope um, to our listeners, uh, you were able to learn something during this episode. And, you know, thank you for listening and uh, staying at the very end of this episode or who have been listening since our first uh, podcast series. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you uh, for listening. And thank you, uh, Julian and uh, Kevin, for joining us today on a Saturday afternoon. You guys are probably busy. I know, Julian, you have work <laughs> right after <Yeah>. this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really appreciate um, having you guys take the time and um, 
just talking about your experiences as a first year med student. We, re- we really appreciate it. And um, to our listeners, uh, please remember to follow us at LTS underscore U of M on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to be updated on our upcoming events. Also, feel free to follow and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, pretty much everywhere. Just look up uh, the title of our podcast and you'll find us. All right. So uh, thank you, Jillian and Kevin, um, for in- uh, joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. Have a good one. On the next episode. Ian, would you consider yourself a good cook? Well, I I hope so. Um, (laughs) I've made a lot of of customers very unhappy if I'm not good at it. Um, That was what I did for as a career before I moved into medicine. I I didn't start going to med school until I was 27. Um, And I was a chef up until that point, so... I think what turned me towards medicine was like this one story. It was a story about this one guy who was, um, he was like a doctor um, in like a battle. Uh, He was a sick doctor. So like you would expect him to like tend to the sick soldiers. But when he was there and he saw all these wounded soldiers, he didn't care like who they were, what side they were fighting for. Soldiers on like his side complained to the king this person is helping the enemies and then he told the king well when i'm out there and i see these people struggling i don't see enemy or friends all this year humans who need help and have the ability to help them so-